podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. So I've got a title this morning um, of progress. And the first thing I'd like to say is it has been absolutely great to have you all online and to hear um, about that you're listening and to get feedback and to hear what you thought about all that's gone off and what the word has done for you, what the Lord's been doing for you over this, what we know as an uncertain time. Um, And it's great to have you with us again this Sunday morning. Thankfully, though, restrictions are beginning to ease. And we're being given more freedom, um, with caution, I'm hastened to add. So I wanted to ask a question this morning. What are you looking forward to? Now, straight off the bat, um, you could say, well, do you know what? I'm looking forward to getting back together in our church. I know that excites Lon and I. We can't wait to be able to see you all, to be able to worship together and to just lift high the name of Jesus. And we know um, that there might be restrictions in and around that as far as singing goes. But nevertheless, I'm really looking forward to, to getting back together in our church buildings. I'm looking forward to just seeing everyone. Um, particularly, can you imagine, all in the same place? I've almost forgotten what that feels like. And maybe, though, you're looking forward to a juicy ribeye steak that somebody else has cooked and you don't have to wash up. I'm just dropping that out there. And if you're a vegetarian, well, a nice nut roast. Is that a thing? Not sure. Um, But either way, somebody else has cooked and you don't have to wash up. I'm almost overexcited about that. So whatever it is that you're excited about, I like to see that you're listening, first of all, but also to see what's going on. So what are you excited about? Stick it in the chat. If you're brave enough, stick it in the chat and see. Uh, let's see what we're all excited, what we're looking forward to. It'd be great to hear from you and it encourages us. But as things begin to ease, we have to think about how it might look, what decisions we've got to make, And of course, in all of that, keeping safe, but still pressing on. Um, And that's tough, isn't it? Thinking about that, the decisions we've got to do, being safe, keeping safe, keeping others safe, but also pressing on. And this thinking drew me to um, Philippians, particularly chapter three. As Paul is writing to the church there, he's encouraging progression. Um, And I like that. That, That's the type of person I am. I I like to to keep moving forward. I don't do well sitting still. My wife will testify to that. My parents uh, will also testify to that. I wasn't very good at sitting still. I'm still not very good at sitting still. I didn't grow out of that. Um, So progression or progressing is what Paul's going to talk into now. He was progressing their thinking. He was progressing their desires and he was progressing their goals. All of which is centred around God and his will in our lives. Isn't that a great starting point? If you're going to start anywhere with anything, God is the first place to start. God is where we should begin all of our thoughts, all of our desires, all of our goals. They should start there. And if they do then, God unlocks things and enables us to see a far bigger picture than maybe just what we'd got in mind. So we're going to look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 21. And rather than me read it just outright, I'm just going to take it sort of a couple of verses at a time so that we can keep our mind in what the text's saying. 
Paul here, as we just set the, um, the, the ground, if you like, and see where he's come from, he's off the back of explaining who he is, or I guess better put, who he thought he was, and then what Christ did for him, what Christ has done for him, making him who he now is. So thinking about what he was or thought he was, but rather understanding now who Christ has made him, who he is in Christ. And then as we get into these verses that we're going to look at today, 13 through 21, his attention comes then to his audience. Um, yes, this was the church in Philippi, but in 2020, that's you and that's me. OK, so his attention now comes to his audience so that they can see that we can see this morning what Christ has done or perhaps what Christ can do if we choose him, if we accept him as our, as our Lord and Saviour and we accept him into our life. Listen then, verse 13 and 14 of Philippians chapter 3 starts off, brothers and sisters, do not consider, uh, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, and these are the verses, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Now I've got my NIV uh, Bible just in front of me here, um, just on the, uh, off the screen so you can't see it, but there it is. So we're going to always go to the word. So he's saying then that he's progressing, he's pushing forward, he's pressing on. And, and the first thing that strikes me is progress isn't static. Did, did you hear that? Progress isn't static. Putting the past behind and straining towards what is ahead. As Christians, our old life, our old self and our old ways, well, they're done with, aren't they? They were left at the foot of the cross. Our old self and our old ways are done with and we are prayerfully, God willing, pushing forward, pushing on to become more Christ-like in our day-to-day. Also, listen, verse 13, he says, straining towards what is ahead. That means to me, straight away, straight, if you're straining to do something, it's not easy. You know when you try and lift an object that's particularly heavy and you've got that face that says, this is just unbearable. He's straining towards what is ahead. He's pushing forward, straining towards. It's not easy. We have to push and in the pushing, we see then that the straining, that the progress, as I've already said, is not static. In a few weeks, the sofa, the living room, the bedroom, the bed, well, that won't do, will it? Because restrictions are easing. In a few weeks, none of that will do because it'll be time to get up. It'll be time to get ready and it'll be time to go to church. Praise God for that. It'll be time to, to, to do what you need to do, to, to get the kids ready. Oh, no, to get them kicking and screaming in the car if you have to. We're going to church. Yeah, but I like being able to sit in my pyjamas. So do I. But I think that'd be uncomfortable in church. I'm not sure. Um, but we're, we're straining towards that. We're pushing towards that. We're having uh, to think about getting ready. If, if, if we need to, we step into it's time for church. For school, for sports, the truth is, for life. We, we've been on hold for a good three months, but it is time. 
And he says in verse 15 and, uh, through 17, let's just read. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And in some point you think differently that uh, that to God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. He says, join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. It, so Paul's saying, look, we are Christ's. Let's live like we are. We are his. We know that we are saved, redeemed, set free. If we've accepted Christ as our saviour, if we've said sorry for the sin in our life, then we are saved, redeemed, set free. We're Christ. Let's live like we are, like we know it, and then follow others' example so that we can keep on this path. We can keep striving for him. We can keep pushing forward and pressing on. And we too then, as we live for Christ and as we learn, then we become an example to those around about us. So that people can go, oh, that's what it looks like to be a Christian. That's what it looks like to live for the Lord. So that we can be an example too. And the truth is, and, and forgive me here, because this might sound a little bit brutal, because Jimmy's are still good on a Sunday morning, um, that we can't do that from our front room or our bedroom. Yeah, you see, the word says that we've got to strain, we've got to push forward. Paul goes on and helps his reader progress their desires. Now that sounds like, wow, that's huge. How do you do that in uh, such a short few verses, Paul? Verse 18 and 19, listen to this. He says, for as I often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach and their glory is their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. You see, for us as believers, the old self has gone. He says in another letter that he wrote in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Now, I'd encourage you to go and read that uh, chapter and see it in its totality so that you can see what the therefore church is there for. Um, he says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old's gone, the new has come. So the desires then, the things that drive us and push us forward, that we have had, have been replaced. The, the, the Bible here is telling us, Paul is telling us, don't want what the world wants, but what God wants. Don't set your heart and your desire on the things that lead to destruction, but set your heart and mind on things that lead to life. Yeah, you see how the word's really clear. He's saying to us that we need to set our minds on something bigger and something better, something church eternal. But we have to step into that desire. We have to step. And again, as we step then, we realise that when you take a step, you are no longer what? Static. That you have to take the step. We're pressing and pushing forward. And as we do this, then we're progressing to our goals. Verse 20 and 21. But our citizenship, those of us that know and love the Lord, remember, as we've already seen, that are saved, redeemed, set free. But our citizenship is in heaven. And listen to this. And we eagerly await a saviour from there. Who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. We 
church are citizens of heaven. And as we've accepted Christ as our saviour then, we know that that is where we are heading. Ephesians chapter 1, turn with me if you will again, it'll be on the screen by the power of technology. Ephesians chapter 1 um, and verse 13 and 14. When you believed, it says you were marked in him with a seal. Who? The promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to, to the praise of his glory. Our citizenship is in heaven. Our deposit, our guarantee is the Holy Spirit, our helper that the Lord has sent in order to help us live Christ-like lives. Isn't that amazing? Didn't leave us on our own. No, he sent us the Holy Spirit in order that we, in order that we could live for him, that our mind could be set on things that are far bigger than what we see around about us, far greater than that, that our minds are set on heaven. Eternal life then isn't something that we're going to get. Eternal life is something that we already have. Now, I, I can agree with you. When you look at this, you think, well, Matthew, it's crumbling. I know, terrible wrinkles and all that. And it is, the truth is, this is dropping to pieces. But, but I'm encouraged by what 2 Corinthians 4.16 says. It says, do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. I can testify to that. Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And as we spend time with him, as we spend time in the word, as we spend time in prayer, we can also testify to the fact that we are being renewed day by day. So this drops to pieces, but inwardly. We are being renewed day by day. You see, our goals, our desires, our very life is thinking about progression, stepping forward, stepping into what God has called us to. So we set our sights on heaven and we press on, prayerfully taking as many with us as we absolutely can. Matthew 28 tells us to go out into all the world and to preach the gospel so that we share with those around about us, so that we can bring them with us to glory. They can see and accept Christ as their own personal saviour. So we have to step, we have to trust him, and we have to look forward to, as the Bible tells us, the goal of our salvation. Church, this morning, if I want to leave anything with you, it's this. Progress isn't static. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for its encouragement. We thank you for Paul's obedience, for penning the letter as you spoke through him, as your Holy Spirit worked in and through him. Lord, we've received it this morning. And I just pray that it would settle on our hearts, that, Father, that we would learn from it. Father, that we would progress all of the things that we have to in order to live Christ-like lives. Lord, help us as we think about the restrictions easing. Help us to get into that mindset that we can step out into what you've called us to and we can share the good news about Jesus Christ. We just thank you for all that you are doing for us. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for keeping us safe. Bless us now, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So church, again, fantastic to have you with us. Don't forget to uh, stick in the chat what it is that you're most looking forward to. Now that you've stopped concentrating, you've got time to type. Stick it in there. Let us know what it is you're looking forward to. I'll also put in there and let you know what I'm looking forward to. We'd love to hear from you. It's great to have you with us and tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you really soon. God bless.
This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.